Hello and welcome. This is the Voice of Jesus Ministries. My name is Rick and I'm so glad that you've taken time out of your day to join us. If you have been with us through season two uh, on to where we're going to continue today, and that will be in chapter nine and verse 13 of the book of life revealed, also known as the book of Revelation. Before we get started, I just want to say you can contact us at thebookofliferevealed at gmail.com with any thoughts, cares, or concerns. I'd be happy to respond back to you in some manner or another, and everything is kept confidential, and none of your information is ever shared. Also, before uh, we continue with the study today, I just want to say that uh, our studies are unscripted, and they're not edited. So sometimes uh, uh, I may say something that is a tongue twister or I said it wrong or uh, whatever. That's the human part of me, okay? And um, I just want you to know that the, in my heart, I absolutely believe that in making a presentation to the children of God that it needs to be just as it is being delivered. Why? Because I believe that delivery is from the Holy Spirit, the promise. Now, he is perfect. He is absolutely amazing. But my earthen vessel is not. Can he make it that way? Of course he can. But here's the, here's the reality of life on planet Earth. Okay? We wrestle every day with our earthen vessel. So, I just wanted to say that uh, sometimes there's bloopers. And uh, forgive me for them. But uh, don't let it sway you, because if it's something that needs to be readdressed, write to me, and I will get it straightened out for you. All right, so without further ado, the last time we were together, we were in chapter 9. We had looked at the fifth golden trumpet, which was the revealing of the locusts and what they were sent out to do. Now, those locusts, wow, that was an amazing scenario. We went over that, and it was crazy what they do and how they look you know that they had a head of of a human a tail of a scorpion and they were sent out to torture and torment those on the face of the earth okay so I did have a question and the question was when those locusts go out to torture and torment on the face of the earth are they going out to torture and torment everyone or are they just going out to torture and torment the unbelievers, those that don't know uh, Jesus? Because it said that that it said in in the study that we, uh, the children of God, will not be harmed. Okay, and that was a really good question. Okay, and 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 I want something about that question to be perfectly clear. You know, uh, our heavenly Father is a loving, caring, gentle, mighty in all his ways, Heavenly Father. And here's, here's the, the reality of planet Earth. There are people living on planet Earth who they don't even have a mind or a concept of serving our Heavenly Father or asking our Heavenly Father to be a part of their lives. And that's probably because that was the way they were created. You have to remember that there are people on planet Earth that are that uh, they were part of creation and they were created to 
work on this earth to subdue it, to take dominion, to be fruitful and multiply, and to just inhabit the earth and make it a place for the children of God to live. And so, you know, when you were called before the foundations of the world to live on planet earth, just think about this, that you were known before this world was ever created. So Father created this world for you to come and live on so you could learn how to live here in a place making free will choices because you have a will that Father gave you and it's a free will to do whatever you want, to choose whatever you want, to be whatever you want, act however you want, etc., etc. here on planet Earth. And you'll have that same privilege when you go home, when you're back in heaven. But while you're on planet Earth, this is a safe place. Okay, this is a safe place. You, you can make some bad decisions here, realize you made a bad decision, ask Father to forgive you, and make corrections in your life. That's part of preparing yourself to go home. But there are people that live here that don't know our Heavenly Father. They don't even want to know. It's like they are completely null and numb to the idea of having our Heavenly Father, Jesus, or the Holy Spirit in their life. They're not even interested. They, they don't care. They're, they're, the only thing they care about is, is working, eating, uh, enjoying their lives on planet Earth, whatever that might be, from baseball to boating to swimming to whatever, and then starting all over again. And they have absolutely no interest in what, go, what happens after this. Now, we're only here for a very, very short time, a very short time. It is so short that when you stop to think about it, if you live 70 to 80, 80 to 90, 90 to 100 and on, it's still very tiny when you compare it to eternity. Eternity is enormous. It's beyond our understanding. And so for the child of God who is preparing themselves to go home into eternity, this is a very tiny little times capsule that we're in right now. It's very tiny. And it's very frustrating because, you know, living on planet Earth in an earthen vessel, oh my goodness, you know how hard it can be. And you know how some of the brothers, like Brother Paul, he, in his writings in the book of Romans, he talked about something that we all can give reference to, and that is this. He had written something that said something to this. I'll add live here a little bit. He says, the things that I shouldn't do, I do. The things that I should do, I don't do. Okay, and it's a really good, really interesting uh, uh, story that, that he told us, and you can find that in Romans chapter 7. Okay, so without going on about this too, too much, I just want you to know that our Heavenly Father is a wonderful, loving, gentle, yet mighty, beyond anyone's comprehension, Heavenly Father. And there's no one who does right better than Him. Okay? And He's just not going to destroy things, all right? And especially humans that were created for a specific purpose that were never even designed to come to know our Heavenly Father. Okay? Now, 
I know if you come from a religious background that teaches you that all mankind will be saved, then that probably shocked you just a wee bit. But here's the point. Let the Holy Spirit guide and direct you on that matter because the fact of the matter is, you know, you really have to get to a place of understanding what is really happening, okay? And you can only do that with the promise, the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life. And um, I am not here to tell you uh, what you should and shouldn't know. The Holy Spirit is uh, gonna do that for you. The Holy Spirit is gonna teach you, guide you and direct you into all truth and all understanding. You just have to let him get out of his way. Don't try to let your your background here, your, your things you've experienced and learned here, get in the way of Father trying to take you to a higher place. That's what happens with a lot of people. You know, they, they, they learn a particular way uh, join a particular group or organization or something, and it, it ends up getting in the way. It, it ends up becoming like a barricade, a block, and sometimes put blinders on people that, you know, get out of the way of this world and allow the Holy Spirit freedom into your life. And I promise you, you are going to experience and learn things that you never thought you would learn. And that all starts with praying. Boy, that all starts with you getting on your face before our Heavenly Father and talking to Him about this subject. So let's get started. The, the last time uh, we, we talked about these uh, scorpions that, uh, or, or not the scorpion tails, that were on the locust that came up out of the abyss, and their, their job was to torture and torment uh, those in the world who had taken the impressions of the world into their mind. So those who do that are children of God who choose the world over Father. Now you say, wait a second, how can that possibly be? If you're a child of God, you, you're going to make a decision to want the world rather than our Heavenly Father? Yes. And where did that start? That started in heaven by who? Lucifer. Who led how many out of heaven? a third of the host, which we have no idea how big that host is, that followed him. So that was a free will choice happening in heaven, okay? When Lucifer went before Father and said, I can do a better job than you, I, I'm going to take, you know, a third with me and we're going to go out and do our own thing. That didn't happen. We know that they were cast down for being disobedient. Okay, so think about this. Father created this planet Earth and everything around us, okay, for us, for his children. So when someone says that, you know, I was created before the foundations of the world, Father knew me before the earth was ever created, that's you, all right? When that happened, he made this earth for you so that you could live on it and learn how to make free will choices. And then, you know, we're all going to make mistakes, each and every one of us. We're going to make some really bad choices as we blunder our way through life on planet Earth because it's a wrestle, okay? And you're going to make some really bad decisions. But guess what? Here on planet Earth, you can be forgiven of those 
bad decisions immediately and they are forgotten as far as the east is from the west and you have the opportunity to have father guide and direct you on where you made the mistake and how not to make that mistake again that's the wonder of having the promise the indwelling of the holy spirit in your life why you are here on planet earth but not everyone does that not everyone who is a child of god will do that there are many children of god living here that followed the same as those who followed lucifer in heaven they want the world they want the luxuries of the world and we're going to see that today at the end of this study today at the end of chapter nine you are going to see what they were longing for and what they desire what they choose and they put that in their head. Now, those are the ones that these locusts with the scorpion tails are after to torture and torment, for we have no idea how long. But uh, now we're going to move on to the next trumpet, and that is the sixth trumpet. And this is where things get even more dicey. This is where things get even more amazing what's going to happen, because now we're going to see some really terrible things happening, okay? So let's get started. This is in chapter 9, verse 13. The sixth messenger blew the golden trumpet. When I heard a voice, then I heard a voice of one of the four horns before God and the place of sacrifice. Now, one of the four horns, that is one of the four living beings that is before our Heavenly Father. Now, you know, the, they use the word horn to represent a lot of different things. And if you give this world a chance, there's a lot of people that will tell you a multitude of reasons for what a horn means in the Bible. But let the Holy Spirit tell you, okay? It's a representation of power, of worship, of praise. And this is something that only Father can show you as, as you let him show you. But it says, then I heard a voice of one of the four horns before God in the place of sacrifice. Proclaim to the sixth messenger holding the trumpet. Okay, so this being before our Heavenly Father, referred to as a horn, okay, is now going to say something to the sixth, the sixth messenger with the golden trumpet. And here's what he says. Release the four bound messengers who are at the river Euphrates. There are four bound messengers there he says release them at the river euphrates okay and then the four messengers were released and made ready to annihilate a third of the people for an hour a day a month and a year now these four bound messengers we don't know who they were. Were they the four messengers that were bound at the river Euphrates? Many think that that was where the entrance to the, the uh, uh, Garden of Eden was, you know. And many think that these, these four bound messengers are, are part of a, a very uh, select group of messengers that were designated to do a specific purpose like this right here where they are being released to go forth and annihilate a third of the people 
for an hour, a day, a month, and a year? I don't know, but the Holy Spirit will teach you. And when he does, you'll know what they represent. But here's the point. They go forth for that period of time, whether it's our chronological time on planet Earth or Father's time, which is much longer than ours as we know time. Now listen, let's go on. Verse 16. Also, two horse riding troops of countless indefinite number, but I heard the number of them. Okay, so not only were these four messengers released, but there were two troops that John described as being countless indefinite number. Huge population, two troops of horses, okay? But he heard, he heard the number. He couldn't tell what it was, but he knew what the number was, but he didn't tell us. In verse 17, it says this, And just as the horses appeared, I saw those that sat upon them. Okay? No sooner than these, these horses appeared, boom, he saw those that sat upon the horses. And they had on a fiery breastplate of dark blue and yellow. The heads of the horses were like the heads of a lion. Think about this, the, the locusts we just talked about who had heads of a human. These horses, countless number, two troops, with those, some, someone sitting on them, the heads of these horses were like a lion. Can you imagine that? But they that sat on the horse had breastplates on dark blue and yellow let's go on and out of the mouths of these horses with the lion heads out of their mouth projected fire and smoke and even sulfur verse 18 from these three calamities fire smoke and sulfur projecting out of their mouth, a third of the people were annihilated. So we have these four messengers that were released from uh, the, the river Euphrates, okay? And they were sent, they were sent out to annihilate a third of the entire population of the earth and it says they they were going to do it over an hour a day a month and a year and they didn't just do it themselves they obviously went and headed these two troops of countless number of horses that had something sitting on them that had a breastplate of blue and yellow the horses had heads of lions and out of the mouth of this this lion head on a horse came fire, smoke, and sulfur. And they went forth to annihilate a third of the people. That is amazing. Verse 19. For the horses had power in their mouth and in their tails. Okay? Because their tails resembled the heads of snakes. And with them, they did injure. 
All right, so this is crazy. When you stop to think about what these, this indefinite number of the troop, two of them, these horses had heads of lions that breathed fire, smoke, and sulfur. And they had tails that resembled snakes. And these snakes harmed people. Doesn't say how they harmed them, it just says they injured them. Verse 20. Now the rest of the people who were not killed by these calamities did not change their minds from the deeds of their hands. So a third of the planet, okay? A third of those, let, let's requalify that. A third of the people living on the planet who have chosen to put the, the imprints of the world, the things of the world into their minds, these impressions, okay? They have chosen the world over our Heavenly Father. A third of those people who are children of God, these are people who have known Father and have turned away, just like the ones that followed Lucifer out of heaven. People are doing it on planet Earth every day. They are choosing the world over our Father, just as they did in heaven. Okay? A third of these people, a third of them have died. Those that are left behind out of the, out of the complete group, all right? Let's say 100%, all right? A third have been annihilated now. There's, now there's two-thirds still left. Listen to this. It says, now the rest of the people, two-thirds of this group, okay, who were not killed by these calamities, they did not change their minds from the deeds of their hands. Or, you know, it's, another, it's representing what you're choosing to do here on planet Earth are the deeds of your hands. Now listen. You have to understand something here. These two-thirds that are left behind, they escaped that, that annihilation from this multitude of, of these two troops of horses led by these four messengers to go out and annihilate the one-third of them, right? They were, they were lucky enough to escape being one of the one-third. But even though they sought Here's something that's really important. Listen. They did not change their minds from the deeds of their hands. They were still given an opportunity to repent. Repenting is changing your mind and turning your life around. They did not. It says they did not, after this calamity, change their minds. But the opportunity was there. And they were so given to the world, they were just now in such bondage, in such blindness, they did not change their minds uh, to the deeds of their hands. Going on. That they not bow down. Now we're going to find out. I'm sorry, we have to stop here. You're going to find out why, why these people have put the impressions into their minds they didn't change their minds and why they put the impressions of the worlds into their head right that they did 
that they not bow down to evil spirits. That's what the people of the earth do who have chosen the impressions of the earth. They bow down to evil spirits. And they can do it in an environment that appears like a real religious Christian church organization. When in, all, when in effect, you are bowing down to evil spirits. Wow. Can you even imagine that? I know. It's like, you kidding me? How can that be, Rick? I'm going to tell you how. Because you get so caught up in the affairs of this world, it will blind you to the truth and you will think you're in truth when you are bowing down to evil spirits and idols of gold and idols of silver and copper and stone and even of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor have physical life. People do it every day on planet Earth. Why? Because they believe that what they are doing here is more important to what's coming. They believe that, that being involved with this world and having the things of this world and all the luxuries of this world, including their religious luxury, because many people have a religion that is doing nothing more than taking them out. That's all it's going to do. They are going to be part of this group we're talking about right here. Okay, why? Because there's nothing, nothing on planet Earth we just read it, okay? There's nothing but evil spirits, idols of gold and silver and copper and stone and even wood, which can neither see nor hear. They can neither see nor hear nor have physical life. Verse 21 is going to give you the summation of this whole thing. Are you ready for it? This is really important. Verse 21. And they did not change their minds from their killing. Stopping right there again. A second time, they did not change their minds and they did not repent. The opportunity while you are on planet Earth is always available. Always available for you to repent. Always. This is the reason for planet Earth. You can make some big mistakes here, but you can repent. You can turn your life around. You can change your mind before Father. Child of God, that's who I'm talking to right now. I'm not talking to, to a worldly person. I'm not talking to a person that has nothing to do with our Heavenly Father. I am talking to the child of God who was born from the foundations of the world until right now, you, child of God, you will always have the opportunity to stop what you're doing and come home to Father. Turn your life around. Repent. Change your mind. Okay, and they did not change their mind from their killings. Neither from their use of drugs. Neither from their sexual idolatry. Nor from their stealings. Just look at these four things that are listed here. Right above them, we talked about the idols, you know, where they bowed down to evil spirits. The idols of gold and silver and copper and stone and even wood. None of it having any value whatsoever. They can either see, live, breathe, nothing. But here, here, and they did not change their mind from their killings. And we'll go over this the next time a little deeper because we have to. And, and it says, neither from their use of drugs, neither from their sexual idolatries, nor from their stealings. 
We're going to stop right there today. That is the end of chapter 9. Now, we're going to go back over this in our next get, uh, time we get together. You won't want to miss this because this part, this last part of chapter 9, we have to go over it a little bit deeper because we're talking about something here that is very important, that people didn't change their minds from killings, from drugs, from sexual hydrologies, and stealing, and why just those four things listed. So I'm so glad you took time today. And this might have went a little long. Let me see. Not too long. I'm, I just don't like to get too windy with you. But I want you to know that Jesus loves you. We love you too at the Voice of Jesus Ministries. And we hope that you're really getting something out of this. Please, please find time every day to get in a place and talk to our Heavenly Father. Talk to the Holy Spirit talk to Jesus. They're there for you. You can think of them as being three. You can think of them as being one. However, they are one in the Holy Spirit. So until next time, I look forward to seeing you. Don't forget to send in any thoughts or ideas or, or messages and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.